Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. All right. As usual, my name is AJ Kierens. Hope you are all doing well this fine day, night, evening, whatever point of day is your podcast time. We thank you for bringing you along with us. I want to thank everybody for their continued support. We see it. We appreciate it. We are growing week by week, follower by follower, and it does mean a lot to us. So get in touch. Let us know what you think. Recommend an artist that we haven't talked to yet. We're going to keep this thing going strong. So remember, check us out on the web at 160zcanvas.com. That's 16ouncecanvas.com. You can also check us out via Facebook and Instagram. Just look for 160zcanvas. The OZ is for the ounces. 16 fluid ounce canvas and we appreciate it so tag us on on the instagram and spread the word tell a friend tuesday it is not taking off but we do appreciate it and we'll keep grinding the hell out of that hashtag so on this week's episode episode number 10 yeah that's right 10 episodes we have matt leach who's coming to us from virginia really like this episode really like talking to matt I don't know, each of these artists that we have each week, they have a different style, story, background. His fun fact is he, him and uh, Tim Skirvin, we interviewed last week, episode nine, does work with the Vail Brewing Company down in Richmond. They're college roommates. That was kind of fun. But it was just each person has their own unique story, kind of their own uh, insight or perception of art and design. And... I really liked in speaking to Matt. Not only I like his aesthetic, I like he's very clean. He does some great logo and design and branding work. But he's also a teacher. And I think it's really cool. He teaches at James Madison University where he went to school. And one of the main reasons he's doing it is is to, to help. To really to learn from his students and teach his students. Not just about design, but about the business. You know, how to do your taxes how to present yourself, these little things. Because there's a lot of artists out there, if they don't have a mentor, just with any business, if you don't have a mentor or somebody looking out for you, you know, selflessly, you might fall on your face. That doesn't mean you're not good at what you're doing. It just means that there's a lot of folks out there and there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of things that need to work itself out. And if you don't have an advocate, somebody in your corner, you know, you might be up Shit's Creek. And so I think Matt not only does it, but then he goes and helps and he's learning. He's even, you know, in the interview, we're not going to spoil it. You know, he brings in one of the breweries. You know, they're working with the students. I just think it was really great. But it's really positive. I think he's a, a, a strong advocate for artists and designers. And I think that's really important to not only be a great artist and designer, but be an advocate for others. So we are excited about that. We just announced the next 12-pack of artists. So we'll leave that as a teaser. We'll give you that at the second half. But without further ado, this is Matt Leach of Matt and the Leeches. You can check them out on the World Wide Web. We'll get the links up for you on the website. But without further ado, this is the Matt Leach interview right here on this 16-ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. 
All right, everybody, welcome. We are another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. I'm happy to have with us Matt Leach checking in with us from Harrisonburg, Virginia. How's it going today, Matt? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. This is a great opportunity. Uh, Matt and I uh, have been you know, bouncing back and forth. Um, you know, the the trials and tribulations of uh, of life and parenthood, you know, were, were <laughs> exemplary in our, our you know trying to coordinate this. So I I, I felt a, a connection without being in person. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. Thanks for dealing again. Thanks for dealing with my uh, you know ridiculous schedule with a two year old. Now, if if, it, if if you had told me that your schedule was very uh, by the clock and you you were, you were getting plenty of sleep and nothing, I might be I'd probably be a little, be a little pissed. So it was good to know <laughs> I, I was the only one uh, in in the trenches at that point. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> now, for those scored at home, uh, I I come to learn of Matt's work through uh, Brothers Craft Brewing, which is a, a Virginia brewery. Uh, I was. Uh, for about three years, a Horizon Society member. Uh, their most, I guess, well-known beer uh, nationally is the Resolute beer. But um, Matt has a, a great portfolio. If you go to his website, mattandtheleeches.com, uh, we'll make sure to you know, post that on the website uh, and the various uh, entities so you can easily gain access to it. But you know, Matt's got a great, great portfolio. He's done work with Virginia Beer as well as uh, Crooked Run Brewing. So we're going to just try to learn a little bit about uh, you, Matt, and you know, your, your background as an artist and kind of see where we go. Sounds good. Let's, let's get to it. So in our kind of pre-interview, came to learn that uh, you were roommates with, with Tim, who we've recently spoken to, who do, does the work with Vail Brewing. So uh, that, that was a crazy kind of fun fact, but... Um, how would you describe your, your background or how did you come to you know kind of find the light so to speak of being a of being an artist and a designer uh yeah um i've always liked doing design work and um you know i've been really interested in uh printmaking and uh, making art but what i like more than uh, most anything else is solving visual spatial uh problems uh so that's kind of how i found my way into the design side of things um, i actually went to uh, James Madison University uh, for printmaking. I graduated with a BFA in printmaking there, and that was my focus. But um, I've always liked uh, fixing, solving visual puzzles, I guess I would say. So uh, that's kind of how I found my way into the design side of things. So I've got uh, some fine heart experience, um, you know, throughout my life. But uh, the design work started paying the bills and uh, kind of found a, found a way to integrate the two through a lot of the uh, brewery work that I do and with a lot of my clients really, but uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how I ended up doing what I, what I do. Um, I bounced around Virginia for a while for some, with some different jobs working in uh, design studios and a couple nonprofits and uh, was a, a web specialist for a university at one point. Uh, but about, I guess about five years ago, I started working uh, just on my own uh, and things have been going pretty well and uh, get to wear sweatpants to work every day, work at my house and, uh, so that's a that's a bonus, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I ended up doing what I'm doing, and it's been great so far. And I'm I've been really lucky, you know, to work with a lot of really cool clients, and uh, a lot of which involve beer, which is a, a big bonus. Uh, so it makes the meetings very makes the meetings very uh, tolerable when they do happen. Right, exactly. How we're gonna meet at the brewery? <laughs> like, I have this new one. Yeah, you exactly. Try, you to yeah, try that, and you're like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of like eight eight or nine a.m. beer tastings, which is always a interesting interesting time to be doing that. But when it's for work, it's allowed. I think. I approve. We approve everything. <laughs> So one unique thing I also saw is that you're a professor. So that's kind yeah. of uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, um, I started teaching uh, last year at James Madison University. So uh, every time I go to teach, um, you know, I go to teach in the same building where I took a lot of classes. So I get a really fun, uh, a fun like nostalgia wave every Monday and Wednesday when I go to teach. But um, yeah, when I was in school. Uh, there's a, there's a great focus on, uh, you know, learning your craft, but not necessarily learning a lot of, um, practical skills that I think artists need to know, like how to do your taxes as a designer or as an independent artist and, um, how to, uh, manage your time and, you know, uh, you know, go get work and learn how to talk to businesses and get them to, uh, place their trust in you to design stuff for them or make art for them. So, uh, I teach a class that I designed to try and better equip, uh, college college age kids that are graduating, our students, I should say, uh, that are graduating uh, to be better prepared for uh, going into the real world and getting jobs and kind of make them feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing on the back end of things. So, yeah, it's been really, really fun. I try and, um, you know, think about what I would have liked to have known graduating, graduating college uh, that I didn't know um, and uh, give them that kind of knowledge and bring in a lot of guest speakers uh, to come speak to them and tell people what it's like. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's actually really fun. Uh, it's a fun outlet and it's really, uh, it, it's, it's inspirational in that, uh, I get to hang out with a bunch of people who are really excited to be designers and really excited to work with, uh, you know, a real client. Like my class right now is doing a project for brothers craft brewing. Uh, and it's just really fun to see how, how excited they get and to remember how, uh, privileged I am to be able to do what I do for a living, you know, uh, it's easy to forget that in the day to day sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really, uh, rejuvenating, I guess I would say to be around all those students that are really stoked to be designing stuff and to get the opportunity, uh, to work with clients and beer clients. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. That no, That's great. And that's one of the, there's been a few underlying themes in speaking to different artists across the, the country. And one is also, like you said originally about the class, is the business aspect of it. It's not always the the sexiest or the prettiest part of it, but I think that that is something that is kind of essential for something that's, you know, art can be, or design can at times be fairly, you know, abstract or just kind of one of the professions at times it's seen is like, oh, you just got a very unstructured at times and i think that's a i yeah. think that's a i think it's a unfortunate misconception i think that the the artists who i've spoken to have really kind of bunkered down and, and and see the business aspect of it and not not that they've gone super you know corporate you know go sweatpants but i i think that i think that it's really important and i think that you might have some great artists in that class but if they don't know how to represent themselves you know they might just become you know, uh, somebody in corporate America, which is great, but just who's just kind of going through and making some basic, you know, basic artwork and they're not pretty passionate about it, but, you know, being empowered to, yeah. to, to run your own business can really. Yeah. I think empowering people is really important in, in the arts and making people, um, you know, feel like what they're doing is worth, is worth other people's time and, you know, worth businesses money. And, uh, I think there's a really good community of designers in Virginia and, uh, just across the board, especially um, in the beer community, 
uh, people that, uh, you know, want to see the designers and artists taken care of and uh, showcase their work, which is really cool. So, yeah, it's, it's really great to try and make people feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing and uh, learn how to really just take care of themselves doing what they love. Uh, I think that's that's really important. So I do think oftentimes uh, that business side of something subjective um, can be, uh, you know, shied away from people feel like, uh, that's, you know, I use, use the word selling out, but like, that's just a thing that a lot of people don't think is necessary, but I think it's important to learn how to take care of yourself, you know, and take care of, uh, your craft and keep it respected and be able to earn a little bit of money doing it is, is wonderful. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool, really cool working with students and, uh, it's cool to see, uh, cool to bring in guest speakers and stuff too. Um, even for my own benefit, you know, just learn how other people are doing things. Cause I don't think you can ever really stop learning that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I didn't go to school <laughs> for business in any way. So, uh, it's always cool to see what other people are doing and how other people are, uh, you know, managing their small businesses. Right. I think that's great. Now, did you have on your side, somebody who mentored you or kind of showed you the ropes in that regards, or was it unfortunately uh, kind of, uh, a little fall on your face and kind of yeah. take some lumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a lot of falling on my face for sure, but I had a lot of good, good encouragement from people. Um, and definitely had some businesses that I worked with that, you know, really allowed me, um, to learn from them as well. Um, you know, I know one of the main reasons, uh, you give me, gave me a ring today was because when I work with brothers and, um, Adam Schiffler, one of the oldest brother of the three that opened that brewery, uh, you know, they were opening their business and I was starting to work on my own around the same time. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see, you know, they're on this much larger scale and, you know, on this more production packaged, um, product selling end of the end of the spectrum, but it's cool to, you know, watch them, how they operate their business and kind of pick up a few tips and tricks on, uh, you know, just the management of things there too. But yeah, um, there's also really great, you know, local resources here in Virginia. There's um, like small business nonprofit associations that'll help you consult for free. You know, we'll consult your business for free and uh, connect you to some lawyers and accountant references and stuff. So um, definitely a lot of falling, falling on my face. Uh, but also a lot of really good community support for sure. That's uh, I'm here in Harrisonburg. I think you mentioned, and uh, you know, when I started doing this, I was living in Charlottesville, but um, this both, both, both cities have really great support systems. I think for uh, people like me who are, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make it on their own. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really a great place to, to be for that kind of thing. That's, that's great. And I think that's encouraging. Um, because what we've been doing is we've we've spoken to artists of all different kind of points in their career, and so it's really interesting to see. And you know, everyone, I, I think it's really important to hopefully hopefully others are as lucky to have a you know infrastructure like that in place that's that's willing. Because I know in a previous life there was a period where I was the kind of the friend who was tech savvy and I did some freelance websites, and it was really that was that was always. Yeah, I thought about that as a career, but it was really hard for me, um, the idea of getting paid for something that people didn't really understand. It was, you know, oh, that's how much sure. you want, or this, that, that. And even even doing this project, you know, I reached out to a few folks I respected, and I knew I was more just kind of curious to see them in action as a, as business professionals, but I knew I really couldn't afford mm-hmm. their services. But I, you know, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, be, be transparent with them and, give them feedback on my side of, you know, as a, as a potential customer and how, you know, how it went. But yeah. at the end of the day, I knew I had to roll my sleeves and kind of, you know, sacrifice a little bit. And I did a little, 
with Squarespace, which quite honestly has been pretty positive. And uh, but but I totally yeah, for understand. sure, it's a good tool. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's hard to it's a hard thing when you're selling something that's intangible. You know what I mean? Hard hard to do that. Um, so I, again, luckily, I've been able to pick and choose clients that value that kind of thing. And, you know, I really believe in uh, the power of, of good visuals and good branding. I think that really help, help people can really make or break people uh, and what they're selling. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been lucky to work with people who really value that, but I understand how hard it is to, uh, to sell something intangible and also something, excuse me, something subjective too. you know, um, visuals are really subjective. So it's always an interesting, an interesting uh, conversation to have with people to see, you know, how much people place a value on that, and uh, when you try and transfer that into a dollar amount, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah. So more power to you there, Matt. And uh, you mentioned, you know, Adam. Uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, my only trip to the brewery, but meeting Adam and uh, it was really a positive experience, especially you know, beer wise and just kind of professionally. It was really nice to get that you know get that time with him, having been cool. Yeah. Uh, when did you head down? Uh, a few friends of ours went. Uh, it was this, it was this past August. We were uh, okay. We were on our way down to Lockin, the music festival, and we stopped in. Awesome. Okay. Very yeah, cool. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And. Uh, so how did you come to, you know, you said that Adam helped you, but how did you come to connect with the, you know, with the brothers? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I guess a little bit of luck really. I, I saw someone post an article on Facebook, uh, about a new brewery opening in Harrisonburg. And I can't really remember if I was living here at the time or about to move back here at the time, but, um, I saw their working logo and was just like, man, I, I want to see it, see it look, you know, uh, cool. And uh, I knew that they were, you know, still looking for that kind of help. So uh, I just asked anyone if they knew anybody that was working there and got Adam's contact information and just gave them a ring. A ring, uh, And it just suited. Uh, we met, and I think we had a good uh, rapport. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about what direction they wanted to go in. And um, there was really no turning back from that. Everything worked out. And um, I think we started working together in – Shoot, it was October, but I don't remember what year. <laughs> it's been a while uh, since they first opened, but uh, the year before they opened. But uh, yeah, um, that's that's how I really got connected with them, and it was just a phone call. And sometimes sometimes it takes a phone call, and uh, everything else just kind of falls into place. That's excellent. Now, yeah. were you were you with them from the uh, original three brothers that, at that point in time? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We started. St- they started as three brothers, and. Uh, we did all the design work through them and then had to, had to go through, um, and change everything again about a, I guess it was like a year and a half in or so. So, uh, yeah, I've been, been with them since they opened, which is, uh, you know, really cool. Awesome. It's been cool yeah. to watch them, watch them change and grow for sure. Yeah. I have a, I, tr- I have a cellar with my beers in the basement. So it's, it's, it's cool to see the, the originals and then the new logos uh, of the, yeah. of the breweries. Yeah, so, for sure. It's not. I don't. I don't say that it's good that they had to change their name necessarily. But in uh, the silver lining for me was that I really got to redo and update a lot of stuff that uh, we had done originally. That uh, you know we got to change it was really nice. <laughs> right, and I think that I think it was a smart when they did it. You know, especially how they're they're growing. I think to do it at that point in time versus you know later where they're gaining even more kind of traction. I think that would have been. Yeah, probably a little more. For sure, yeah, yeah. I think they handled that. Uh, we there are a lot of really long discussions about how to handle that, and I think they, um, you know, they did a really good job of uh, the transition and 
I, yeah, I think it, I think it went pretty, pretty smoothly, all things considered for them, for sure. Right. I think it's, yeah, it's one of those not ideal, especially just, I mean, just what it takes to get a business going and that to, to change the name, you know, but, but like I said, yeah, I think it was great. And to your point, you know, it, it just the evolution of the, of the logo, it's still very complimentary, but it's, you know, you know, it's still unique, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Now, talk, themes and spatial, obviously, if anyone, if you don't, uh, if you're not familiar with, with Brothers Crab Brewing, uh, make sure you check out their website, brotherscrabbrewing.com. But one of the things I love about their labels is, you know, there's this great logo with uh, with the mountains, and it's, it's 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 very versatile. It's a very versatile logo, and throughout the various styles or beers or even just promotional materials, it's you know sometimes it's very obviously right in front of you. Other times it has a very Where's Waldo you know esque feel to it. You try to find it. <laughs> You try to find it throughout the the creative, and I think it's it's really interesting to th- to see how you're able to still keep that logo front and center, and, and but it really has you know it, it's it's versatile. You know I love it in drunken mornings, and there's just some really great great uses of it. Cool, yeah, thanks, man. We try and weave it in there in fun and interesting ways. Uh, and there's different ways that we, um, you know, use, use it in the space depending on the line of beers that we do. You know, if it's something that's uh, in a six pack sitting on a shelf at a grocery store, there's some, you know, brand standards that we follow with the logo there. But uh, as you mentioned, you're a member of the Horizon Society. We get to play a little bit more with those beers because people buying them already know who brothers are and uh, where they're buying them. So uh, we get to have a little bit more fun with those ones. <laughs> Right, and even that, the Horizon Society kind of keeps along with the you know the mountain or the nature theme, um, which is you know it's complementary to you know Virginia and the area of the, the country it is. So it's it's a nice yeah. It's I like that. It's a it's kind of like they're all obviously they're all related, but they each have their own unique kind of vibe. And depending on the style of beer, it seems to have a different kind of you know focus. Yeah. For sure, yeah. We try and do uh, – Brothers makes really uh, – I call it very all-inclusive beers. You know, they're really balanced, and they're uh, not too insane one way or the other, at least for their you know, their shelf beers, um, not so much for the Horizon Society beers. But uh, we try and reflect that in the art with a lot of landscape stuff that um, um, all reference specific places in Virginia, especially to this area, but uh, we try and keep those references subtle so that we're not excluding any anybody outside of the region. You know, someone like yourself in Connecticut uh, won't uh, the references won't be lost on you uh, just because you're not from the Shenandoah Valley or something like that. So yeah, we try and tie all the names in with um, you know subtle references to the area and stuff with a excuse me with the with the flagship beers. So that's uh, a fun a fun way to use the logo within those for sure. Oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, that makes me now want to. Pull up the website and go through some of them and see what. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think if you dig through, there's probably some explanations on there on the uh, about uh, on the different beer pages. But uh, yeah, all of them, um, most all of them are landscapes in the area. There's a couple that are more uh, specific. Uh, there's a double IPA called the Admiral, which is a, a reference to Adam's Adam's time in the Navy. He spent um, on a submarine for like ten years. So uh, we do a few calls to that, but most everything else, yeah, it's, it's named after stuff in our area or. Um, you know, places in our area or events in the area, things like that. But uh, again, we try not to make it too specific uh, so that we're not losing losing any potential drinkers there with uh, names and graphics. 
you like a super tight inside joke that no one gets, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Sometimes a little bit. Which is good once in a while, but yeah, if, if it came, yeah, if it came inside jokes, uh, brewing company would be a little tough. And we are back. You're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast, episode number 10. It's crazy, right? Episode number 10, we are featuring Matt Leach. He's down in Virginia, Harrisonburg, Virginia. He has his own design company, Matt and the Leeches with double E's off of his last name. You can see some of the great imaging and work he's doing. We came to learn of Matt, as we said during the interview, through his work with Brothers Craft Brewing. Make sure to go over there, say hello to Adam and the fellows. Let them know that AJ sent you. But once again, we thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We've been getting some, some reviews and uh, ratings on iTunes. So if you are so inclined, we'd love to, to get your feedback. Throw a little love over there or wherever you enjoy your podcast. We do thank you. I like speaking with Matt. I, re- I really like the, the aspect of him being a teacher. I just think that's really, that just, I know I keep harping on that. I just really think it's great because I really like his work. And so the idea of somebody with their own business who's younger, I think that would just really, that would really resonate with me if somebody, you know, if I had taken maybe a young entrepreneur class or somebody and they could say, well, this is what I'm doing. And here I'm going to bring one of my clients and you can speak to them and you can ask them questions. And so, I can see how the possibilities for unique, creative can can really come and resonate from that. And then the work that he's doing, just to, you know, the labels are great for brothers, even Virginia Beer, very clean, crooked run brewery, just good stuff. I, I really like that. And like I said, and we'll get into a little bit more with the the really versatile logo for brothers and how they use it in in, in different spots and. We'll talk about some of the collaborations he did. So I'm just really uh, hope you're digging this one. Make sure to check out Matt online. Let him know. Like his page. You can find him, Matt Leach, on Instagram. 16 Ounce Canvas. Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Episode number 10. Whew. And so with that, we do have some exciting news to share with you. So hopefully you're uh, as excited as we are about our next announcement. I should have a drum roll. When I get a producer, we'll get drum rolls and sound effects. And if you're a producer out there and you want to work together, get in touch, reach out. You can find us 16OZ Canvas on Instagram, Facebook. We have a Twitter. And then 16OunceCanvas.com. Get in touch. Hit us on the contact page. Let us know what you're doing. But like I said, we have a great announcement to make. The press release went out last week. So coming up, we have in our second 12-pack... We're going to just keep beer punning it up until, until, until death do us part. But Mike Van Hall, you know him from Aslan Beer Company and Stillwater Artisanal. Lindsay Tweed, who does work with Trogues Brewing Company. She did the, she's really responsible for that great redesign there. Lisa Sotero, Sotoro, Stony Creek Brewery. She does. The, she's responsible for that great heron and that all the, the logos over there. It's a great Connecticut brewery. Daniel Endicott. Owner, brewer, and designer at Forest and Main Brewing Company right outside of Philadelphia in the Ardmore, Pennsylvania area. Sarah Shannon, another great Virginia-based artist, Triple Crossing Brewing. Brett Habergorn, 
Founders Brewing Company, Jason Burke, Pipeworks Brewing Company, Ink and Lead Designs.com, Max Toth does work over at Black Hog Brewing Company. Really enjoy speaking with Max. It's one of the ones we'll be really excited to share with everybody. Robbie Davis against the Grain Brewery. We'll be talking to Robbie about Brown Note and other other interesting designs over there. Bone Luke, one of my favorite beers. Dave Kaminsky down at one of my favorite breweries, Heist Brewery. Thank you, Seth. Turn me on to that one. Warren Cathro. It's our first Canadian, our first non-United States artist. He's based out of Toronto, and he does work with Liquid Riot out of uh, Portland. And then Tim Oxen, our director over at Night Ship Brewing. So that's our next 12-pack. We are excited. We're already working on our third 12-pack. Maybe when we get to 30, we'll have a big 30-pack, but who knows? We will find ways to use beer puns, and we will keep 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 it going. So but without further ado, let's get right back into it. This is the 16-ounce Canvas 160Z. Canvas with a C. Dot com is the website. Stay in touch. Let us know what you think. Without further ado, here is part two of the Matt Leach interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas, episode number 10. DS. Yeah. Enjoy. For all you kind of Mario Nintendo, you know, kids, there's a the Pills Nerd, which is great. It has that 8-bit uh, style to it, which is which is cool. It's cool to see again. It's the the, yeah. the logo still works and and is is versatile for that. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun and tedious one to make, but uh, that's one of my one of my all time favorites from the from the brothers uh, line. I, I think that's a fun one for the summer. Right. Yeah. I, I can imagine now with technology, you know, it's it's great. But to go back to a, st- a period of time where you know you didn't have as many color choices or options for for drawings to, to, to regress it to that eight bit style. It's pretty, yeah, I could see it being fairly tedious. Yeah. There's probably an easier way to do that than I, than I did, but yeah, that was all about all of those lines were by hand. <laughs> so they're probably a much easier way to do that. Uh, probably could have just made it originally and, you know, pixelated it or something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a fun one to make for sure. Right. And if, if you've played any, you know, Mario or Nintendo is probably, you know, you probably had a, big grin on your face, you know, half the time, just, you know, being like, I'm getting paid to make a, yeah. know, a beer label, yeah. like from the eighties. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That kind of stuff gets really fun. And, uh, as you're working on it, you know, things snowball, you get to add in fun little things that, uh, you think of while you're thinking about all the games that you played. And at the same time, you're trying to, um, avoid any weird copyright infringement stuff. Right, so right, I'm like yeah. flipping buttons on the controller and <laughs> trying to steer clear of certain colors and stuff. So yeah, it's fun. that's a, that's a funny, um, the technical side of things for sure. Uh, having fun and calling on something in the past while uh, trying to avoid getting too close. Yeah, I, I can imagine that, especially now, nowadays. The the availability for images to be all seen instantly all over the place is good and bad in some regards. Um, for sure. You, now, you mentioned with, with the, the Pilsner, which is the, the German Pilsner, that... You, that was hand drawn. What is your normal kind of methodology? Are you a sketch to scan, or how do you? How, what's your medium? Um, usually, you know, I've, I've lately been going straight to the computer. Um, I, I'll, you know, I'll start doing some thumbnail sketches and stuff um, by hand, but for the most part, all the legwork's happening on the computer for me. It's just uh, I'm just faster there, um, and it just makes a little bit more sense for my style. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, usually I start on the, starting in, in, in Illustrator, really. Um, everything I make, I try to make vector-based uh, just because, especially with someone like Brothers or um, Virginia Beer Company, uh, you know, the things that we're making are going to be used over and over and in so many different mediums. You know, the beer label is just kind of one touch point. Um, you know, these things, uh, you know, I just sent away a truck wrap for a brewery that's you know going on a semi-truck. So everything needs to be scalable and not lose, you know, resolution and things like that. So everything I do is usually an illustrator, uh, occasionally an InDesign or something, but uh, st- starting in on the computer and trying to keep everything vector-based just so there's no headaches down the line. <laughs> All right. Now, do you remember the first product, whether it was beer or you know, uh, you know, barbecue or anything that was kind of came to came to market like that first time out of the out of production. Do you remember the the first product that that you released or you're part of? The first thing that the first thing that I designed that was right. that was me. Yeah. Oh man, um, that's a great question. Um, I, I definitely remember. Uh, I used to work at this educational nonprofit as a production designer, and uh, it was a really tedious, not necessarily the most fun job. But I remember when those things used to come out, like you know these books that we make for these kids. Uh, that was really cool. I remember those coming out, even though I really would really get to see them in use. It was cool to see those. But um, regarding beer, I really I really don't know for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always fun. I don't really have like a special moment with the first time of anything I made. Uh, you know, honestly, by the time it's in my hand, uh, I've been working on it for so long that I'm so immersed in it and it's not really, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've seen proofs of it and I try and mock it up. So, um, while it's really special, um, you know, for me, most of, most of the joy comes from the process, you know what I mean? Um, and it's cool. Uh, the moment that I get to see it is, it's cool, but what's way cooler is watching everybody else experience it, uh, for me at least. Um, so I can't really say anything off the top of my head that jumps out as like the first thing. Uh, but it's always cool. I mean, I always still get really, really stoked when, um, you know, somebody calls me and tells me that a bunch of labels are in or, um, you know, some new cartons are in or whatever. I love to go check it out, but, um, yeah, everything, uh, still fun every time. And I can't really remember the (laughs) the first one. (laughs) All right. Well, I think the, the education story is pretty great to see something in the, in the kid's hands. That's something I wouldn't have uh, expected. And, and, and yeah, and while the reason that we met Matt is because of beer, the focus of what we're trying to do is learn more about artists. I mean, it just so happens that your art is, you know, where we connected our path crosses because of beer, but yeah, we're, we're pretty open to, you know, this art, you know, and design in, in general and the stories that kind of come from that. So, you know, we don't have to just talk about you know, your beer life. You know, like I said, you go to mattandaliches.com and you have a pretty robust portfolio. And I can imagine just as another commonplace is that, you know, most artists who are busy, uh, which is a good problem to have, are not um updating their website on a, on a weekly or monthly basis. So yeah, you can visit that website all you'd like and I encourage you to do so, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad at keeping it up to, up to speed. It's in need of an update. <laughs> well, right. I always say if you have time to, if you check the last updated date and it's been, you know, a couple of days, you know, that's just, uh, yeah, that just, you know, makes you have a little extra free time in your hands or you don't have a two year old running around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, changed my working life a lot. Before uh, my daughter came along, I definitely would kind of ebb and flow throughout the day. Um, you know, with my work schedule, work some at night, work in the mornings, uh, and you know, things of that nature. But I've definitely learned to. Uh, one, one of the things I liked so much about being self-employed for so long was that I could, you know, work when I want and not work when I didn't want. Um, 
and now having a kid, I've, I find myself falling back into that more, you know, eight to four thirty work schedule, uh, and trying to be a little bit more, you know, learning to be a lot more efficient with my time, uh, in a condensed period. So yeah, I don't, my free time is a little bit, my free time for that kind of stuff falls by the wayside a lot. Uh, cause I'm usually chasing a kid around. Well, it keeps you in shape, right? So there you go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all, all how you spin it. Uh, for for the non-artist like myself, you know, we talked about your you know, you, your mechanics, but how would you describe your your aesthetic? I mean, I would I would describe it as very clean and you know I think very crisp. But I, I don't know if that's an aesthetic, but that's just kind of how yeah. I see it. That that's fair. Yeah, I use the word clean a lot. Um, I like to think that in everything I do, there's uh, you know references to uh, things or people or places, but I try and keep everything subtle and clean and simple. Um, uh, try and, try and, uh, keep things, keep things as uncomplicated as possible with a lot of the work that I do, uh, and just focus on, uh, good communication, uh, trying to get, uh, you know, people's points across quickly if we're talking about, you know, the design work that I do, um, try and keep things clean and simple and, um, you know, obviously reflect the people that, um, I'm working with, uh, on a lot of the stuff on my, uh, portfolio site, just glancing through kind of follows along with that. Um, I like to use a lot of just really clean, thick lines and I uh, keep things really consistent. Um, is that a good, is that a good description? <laughs> if, if you think it is, yeah. I mean, that, if, we're in the elevator, if we're in the elevator, we just got off and I was like, all right, I got what you're doing. And I think, yeah. <laughs> Right. I yeah. Struggle, I struggle to say that. that well, right. Know, That's like the that one question that, like, I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a as a designer, you know, I I, I talk about this a lot in my class a lot, uh, and it's an idea um, that a, uh, Mike Montero, a designer, uh, preaches, and it's that you know, as an artist, uh, you get to design and create works to reflect your own viewpoints, but as a designer, you know, you're designing and creating art to. Uh, reflect the viewpoints and the goals of a client. So uh, while I do feel like I have a pretty distinct style in terms of what I do, I mean, there's always, you know, things that I try and reflect um, that are not my own ideas and are not my, you know, what I'm selling uh, and the things that I make. Yeah. I think that, that it's a, yeah, equal, you got to kind of find that yin and the yang to it. And it's, you realize sure. it to kind of be humble in a way to realize that you're not necessarily representing your ideas but you're helping somebody who can't visually you know or design you know express what they're trying to do for an image or a mentality so yeah i, I could see that Is, have you had any designs where you're really excited about it you kind of like give it to them and they're like oh that's not what we were hoping for here oh for sure yeah that happens constantly um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah, I've had to learn and I think most people have to learn that, uh, you have to generate some, uh, pretty thick skin, uh, to work in a subjective, um, business, you know, um, there's always, there's always, uh, an idea that I think is awesome that other people, you know, aren't as interested in. And that's just part of, that's part of how it goes. And it's not something you take personally, but, um, luckily I would say, uh, for after doing this for as long as I have, not that I've been doing this for a super long time, uh, but working with the people that I've worked with and having the opportunities that I've had, um, having the success stories that I've had, um, you know, there's a lot of trust placed on me to make the right decisions for people, which is a really nice feeling um, to be able to make these visual decisions and explain to people why they're good. I think that's a big part of being a designer um, is being able to explain why certain visual decisions are helpful and why they reflect um, the appropriate things about someone's business or product. Um, 
So yeah, that's, I've been lucky and fortunate, you know, to work with people that, to, that get that. And I try and make sure uh, when I go into business with someone uh, that they understand, you know, they're hiring me for those reasons. Uh, and that if they, you know, if they want something very specific that they see, uh, you know, if someone's like, I need a dog with a crown on it, holding a hot dog, um, you know, I make sure <laughs> to tell them, uh, they can go somewhere online and get it for much cheaper <laughs> than for paying me to make that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I try and, uh, work with people that understand, uh, putting, uh, putting the visuals in the hands of people that work with that professionally. It's a really good, a really good idea. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, I think good art and imagery and, and, and branding is, is essential. And that's the idea, you know, obviously I've been very lucky in speaking to artists who work with breweries and have worked on labels or logos of beers. I really enjoy, but we've decided that we're going to be, you know, beer agnostic. So it's not really about the beer. It's about the, the packaging and the labels and the imagery mm-hmm. and the idea that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the foundation of it. And so that's what we're trying to do. And like I said, I've enjoyed almost all the beers I've had from brothers. Um, you also have done work with Virginia beer company, like we mentioned and, you know, crooked run brewing. So I will, yeah. because you're associated with them, I'll definitely be trying to check them out. Cool. How did cool. You, yeah. Um, yeah, Virginia how did you beer fall company into that? still really new. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How did, how did uh, I fall into that? Yeah. Um, yeah I figured you're, you're probably but, uh, into that recommendations i guess and uh, i think for crooked run i think they had just called adam at brothers and asked who their designer was and wanted to work with um me for that reason which was great um and virginia beer company i don't quite honestly don't remember how that came to be i think i actually wrote them when i saw that they were opening um i'm really into all things virginia so i saw that they were opening and said you know hey i think i could help you out and uh, it just ended up being a good fit. So uh, we were able to work together, and uh, they seem to have done really well for themselves. They're in Williamsburg, so they're about three hours from Harrisonburg. Uh, but they've uh, – I forget what end-of-year year list they made, uh, Beer Advocate or Rape Beer or something, uh, best in class for uh, the year. So they've had a really good year. Uh, their beer is really great, and it's been really fun working with them. It's kind of a different vibe than a lot of the other stuff I do where it's you know, very clean and focused um, and deliberate in everything that we do. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're fun people to work with. And the same goes for crooked run. They just, um, opened up a brand new, much bigger production facility and uh tap room uh, that has a taqueria built in, which is great. <laughs> um, in Sterling, Virginia. Um, and those guys are fun to work with too. They're very, um, hands-on. They have, they come to you with a lot of, or come to me with a lot of ideas, uh, very specific ideas for what they want to accomplish. And, um, we kind of did a brand refresh for them. And, um, now we're, kind of pushing what we've created to see the limits of, you know, the images that we make for them. So it's really fun. It's uh, all three. Uh, there's definitely similarities with working with um, breweries, you know, but there's also a lot of differences um, and it's fun to, fun to see those, those come, come up as you work. Yeah. And it kind of lets you explore different, you know, facets of your, of your craft, which is cool for lack for of sure. Time. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so, of the beer, I mean, you work with three breweries, and so that's pretty. Do you have any favorite styles of beer or favorites of the oh, beers man. you work on? I'll, I'll drink just about anything you put in front of me. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> Matt um, is a I'll cheap date. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'll drink just about anything. Uh, but um, I have pretty much your standard beer nerd, you know. Like when I tell people, you know, if someone's going somewhere fun, 
uh, out of state or something and I'm, they're bringing me back beer, I always say if it's, I, I'll get it if it's really hoppy or if it's barrel aged, if it's sour or if it's just really weird. <laughs> I like really weird, really weird beers. I'm trying to think of some good ones that I've had uh, lately, but yeah, that's really my, that's my, my buying profile. <laughs> The, yeah, the weird level in recent years has gone to to new heights. So it's definitely yeah, been, it's been, definitely it's been interesting. Yeah, it's getting real weird. I like it. <laughs> nice. Um, it's yeah. definitely more of a gamble when you buy the weird stuff. But I like it. It's great. Um, yeah, I'm, I really will drink anything. I think um, you know, I really like I really like hoppy beers, and my wife really enjoys hoppy beers. So that's usually what's that's usually what's in the fridge for the most part. Excellent, excellent. Now, when working with, we'll just. With, with brothers, how how far out is the process from when new beer is the new beer X is coming out to, to when you need to have a label for that? How long? How is that process? <laughs> oh man, yeah, it can vary. <laughs> it, can vary. Yeah. <laughs> um, it varies with all the breweries. You know, um, brothers has been around the longest out of everybody I work with, um, and they're really you know they're really established in the area. I think they're in like the top ten largest uh breweries in virginia or at least in growth categories or something um uh at least last i checked but um they're i say that because they have their feet much more under them you know as opposed to when they just opened um and the other two breweries that i work with are smaller and are newer so um with brothers there's an annual production schedule i can see everything that's going to happen uh, that calendar year. And we just start chipping away at stuff as early as possible. Uh, excuse my dogs barking at the mailman in the background. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, for brothers, uh, yeah, there's a production schedule. We just kind of chop away at it, uh, chip away at it as early as possible. So, um, ideally, uh, what they, what you're seeing on the shelf when it's new on the shelf, it's pretty old to me, like six months to a year old. Uh, but there's also, you know, projects that pop up all the time, uh, that they say, you know, Hey, made this cool pilot batch. We're going to bottle it. Uh, when you label, you know, yesterday. Um, so that certainly happens all the time. And then they have like a canning, a canning, uh, like a canning collaboration thing they're doing this year. So those are pretty quick, uh, turnarounds, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it just varies, you know, it's very, it just varies a lot. And luckily with brothers, I have a lot of autonomy in terms of what I design and, uh, you know, really so familiar with the brand at this point that I know it works and know what, you know, they don't want to see and things like that. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty easy either way with them. Uh, though sometimes it's a little stressful, <laughs> um, with crooked run they're you know, they're pretty busy too, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, they do a lot of like variations on a beer or something. I crank out a lot of small batch stuff. So I hear about that very quickly and uh, try and get labels to them very quickly as well. And um, Virginia Beer Company, uh, when I started working with them, uh, were really far from opening, but knew uh, they were very deliberate in what beers they were going to make and uh, what beers they were going to can and things like that. So had a lot of time to develop artwork for them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it just varies. It depends on the day. Some days I wake up to a, a very frantic voicemail from somebody <laughs> asking for a label as soon as I can. And, uh, you know, uh, but a lot of times I'm able to plot out, you know, what's going to happen uh, months in advance, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's great. And I know most recently with, you mentioned the canning, you know, there was a collaboration with, with Ocelot, you know, another uh, brewery in that, in the Virginia area. And so from a collaboration standpoint, is there a, because it's being canned at brothers, do you kind of take control of the artwork or is there a collaboration there? I mean, I know it's a, um, I'd certainly be open to it. I think I yeah. think there's a couple down the road. Um, I can't remember the brewery, but there's one brewery uh, that's going to collaborate with them in July or August, uh, where the brewery owner and brewer is actually a graphic designer and does all their design work. Um, 
So I'm hoping to collaborate with um, he or she at that at that time because I think that'd be super fun. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure um, you know the financials of it all, but I know the beers brewed at Brothers and released at Brothers and Brothers cans. Uh, so I've been handling all the artwork. We try and incorporate um, the logo and some information about the other breweries uh, for sure. But um, it's just just been me so far. But the project is still really young. So uh, hopefully down the road we get some art collaboration in there as well. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I, I mean. Uh, I love the the Pink Floyd reference. So it was it was again like you said before, subtle, but uh, it was it was definitely not lost on me. So well done. Cool, cool, excellent. Uh, I guess lastly, this is kind of like I said before. I used to have a previous life in radio, so I just always find it interesting what people's kind of creative setup is, or you know, if there's music that you listen to, or just you know, are you in relaxing candles kind of guy like what, what what is the what is the scene when you're creating ideally without the two-year-old right oh now? man uh it's <laughs> usually a lot of really um it's usually pretty loud <laughs> in in my office i'm always listening to music um i don't know i listen to all kinds of stuff i really like the kinks and anything that sounds kind of like the kinks uh but i also listen to a lot of uh rap uh or like uh things similar to rap like a lot of r&b stuff um like all week long i've been working on stuff i've been listening to the new uh, Frank Ocean record, which is a really good record. Um, but yeah, things just, it changes depending on the day. Uh, I really, I really enjoy music and uh, all kinds of music. And so, uh, yeah, it, it just depends on the day. Nothing specific. Um, no, like, no, you know, no specific music for a specific time. <laughs> okay. That's, that's always good. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm an eclectic kind of guy. It's like I, I like one song, maybe one song from this artist, and then five albums from this one, and then you know something like that. So, just a kind of sure. c- continuous playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, music is a big part of big part of my life, so it's, all, it's always on in, in the studio for sure. Excellent. Well, I Matt, I thank you for making time available. I thought this is really interesting. I think it's really cool what you're doing not only professionally but you know as an artist and designer but the the class so you're not only you're putting stuff out there today but you're i think i mean i see it as impacting tomorrow and i think that hopefully so (laughs) yeah i I think that and and be honest you're it's very likely you're going to learn from your students right you know new perspectives and new techniques and then i i love i love that idea of it you know somebody who's you know and again, most artists, you know, they speak with their craft. And so I've just the fact that folks are taking the time to speak with me, but you might be able to get somebody out of their shell and, you know, feel that they can confide or look to you as a mentor. So I think it's really, you know, I think it's really great what you're doing on, on many levels. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just lucky to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for the phone call day. It's always, it's always nice to talk about talk about all the cool stuff I get to do every day. So yeah, appreciate the, appreciate the phone call. Yeah. And you're super humble, uh, super, you know, humility. That's probably part of the class too, you know, but you know, you, you've got <laughs> it. And, and it's not, it, it's, it's, uh, it's very natural. And like I said, uh, thank you for making the time. I really, uh, enjoy the work you're doing and, um, look forward to, you know, the next update of your, of your website in the next couple of years. And we'll check it out. Then. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing everything get rolling on your site too and checking out uh, the podcast and the articles. Excellent. Cool. We'll definitely be in touch. And uh, next time I'm in Virginia, you know, I'll reach out and maybe I'll be a little closer and we can grab a point in person. Sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. I'm going to make right, you man. bring down some Trillium. You're close to that, right? Uh, I can, I can, if, yeah, if we have enough notice, I can make that happen. Definitely. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm talking about. 
Um, cool. Well, yeah, thanks, AJ. I appreciate the phone call. All right. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Bye-bye. And there we have it. That was Matt Leach of mattandtheleeches.com. Great designer based out of the Harrisonburg, Virginia area. As Matt said, he is a fan of all things Virginia and also pizza and beer. So I think we will need to get some Trillium and head on down to Virginia and have a few with him. Arm equals twisted, Matt. We'll make it happen. Once again, I thank you for listening to episode 10. We cannot believe, we cannot believe, we cannot believe that we've had 10 episodes and had 10 great artists that wanted to be a part of it. So we've got a lot more to come. We've got next week, Heidi Geist. She is a Portland, Maine artist. We can learn of Heidi through her work with Bissell Brothers. She's been a big supporter of the project. She's doing a lot of great stuff up there in the Maine area. Open up her own studio. We'll make sure to showcase that on the website. But I want to thank Matt once again for taking the time to join us. Hopefully some of his students check out this podcast. That'd be really cool. Professor Leach. Or maybe he's like, you can just call me Matt. Professor Matt. I'll have to follow up there and find out how he, how he goes by. Or maybe he just, maybe he just says, you can call me Matt. Either way, it was a real pleasure to meet with Matt, speak with him, learn more about his business, learn about the craft. As I said, he was just very humble, and it can't be forced, so he lets his art do the talking, and it's uh, really kick-ass, I think. You know, one of the things that when I look at all the artists and look at all their portfolios, and I really just like using the word portfolio, is that I'm thinking, man, like, it'd be cool if maybe we had some swag, maybe we get a t-shirt or some stickers in the future. But what artist will we pick? I don't know. But who knows? That is worst problems to have. First world problems. But like I said, you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. This was episode 10. We can't thank you enough for being part of the project. It is exciting. It is fulfilling. And it's just really great to, to see us growing week by week. On the back end, we have to check out our insights, check out our web traffic. Like I said, one listener, one follower at a time. We're growing, and so we'll build a little community. We've got some big ideas for the future. As long as this thing keeps rocking and rolling, we'll have some ways to bring us all together, get together, come together right now. It worked for the Beatles. I don't know. 16ozcanvas.com. We thank you for listening. Use the hashtag pound tic tac toe 16oz canvas. Post your pictures, get in touch, spread the word. Until next week, we thank you and we thank the artists who bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. You guys and gals kick ass and we thank you. So until next time, I'm AJ and this is the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. And now, for a preview of episode 11, Unse, featuring Heidi Geist, Portland, Maine-based artist, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Yeah, were you always an artist? I mean, did you, was, or is it more of a hobby? You know, when did that kind of... I was, uh, I, I was, but not, 
I was in, I was always in the arts, music and art and theater growing up. And, and you know, like, I guess sort of did the adult thing early on and left it all behind. And for maybe nine or ten years, really didn't do any art at all and moved here and just decided to throw some paintings up in a cafe and sold a bunch and it sort of took off from there. So it's great. I mean, sort of reconnecting with the passions I had when I was younger and just taking them and sort of developing them and running with them and, you know, uh, definitely a different style than I did earlier. And yeah, I mean, I think creativity never dies. So just sort of letting it spawn and and grow and, and fueling it from early on well yeah i think your your style is all is pretty eclectic it's all over the being the we'll take a step back if you go to heidi's instagram which is die geist and we'll die underscore geist we'll we'll hook up the the links for you to check out but it's really nice because you know like i said we've never met but you're there's a good energy to it i think that it shows the diversity of the work you're doing you know all the different types of styles and i'm not a you know an art moderator or you know have a studio but i, I know what i like and I, I know that it's unique and different and it's you kind of put yourself out there and it's it's a i don't know it's a nice kind of uh glimpse without being creepy into you know into the artist you know, which is which is cool <laughs> yeah no totally and I, I guess in a way that's that I don't really have, um, people ask me what my style is and I don't really have a specific theme or subject matter or whatever, but maybe that's what it is. It's just that I'm always kind of trying to push it. I'm trying to collaborate. I'm trying to think outside the box and, and do something a little more unique and innovative and captivating. And I, I don't know that I've found any of those things yet, but it's the journey of just sort of developing yourself and your skills and, and being willing to open up and try different stuff. And, you know, I think some people find it awkward if they can't quite put their finger on it when they look at my art. And, you know, there's no real, like, cohesiveness, I guess, to some of it. But, um, but yeah, I'm with, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that kind of fits my personality pretty well. So 